everybody. What's up? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 13th day of January 2021. Damn near halfway through the month already, Big J. Yeah, crazy. Like it or not, we are breezing right through. How has 2021 treated you so far? Not great. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's better than 2020. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're 13 days in. Yeah, but I mean, you know, mentally it hasn't really changed a whole lot. You're still down in the doldrums? Yeah, well, you know, just when you think you get a foothold, uh, you know, the rest of the world catches up with you. Yeah, they don't give a bleep what you're doing, dude. Yeah, they they don't care about my mental health. They're (laughs) going to go about their own business of screwing things up. Come hell or high water. And so hopefully you are having a solid start of the year so far as well, uh, at least to the best of your ability anyway. Today on the show, Big J will have a movie review for you. He watched a movie called Guest House. He'll let you know if it's any good or not coming up before we hit 7 o'clock this morning. We also have a chance for you to win some cash from us uh, via Jackson's Food Stores. If you want to grab yourself some $25 gift cards, we'll give you a couple of chances at those over the course of the show today as well. Nice little run yesterday on Pop Culture Smackdown for Radio's Big J. That's going to happen. We'll talk about yeah. some changes to downtown Boise over the course of the show today as well. So it should be a decent Wednesday show. That's the goal. Can we achieve that goal, Big J? Yes. All right. I like the positive thinking. See? We're already doing things better. Be better. And it starts with some music on this very show. Music like Pearl Jam. Song is called Jeremy. Enjoy it. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, you couldn't go downtown back before when people could go downtown on a weekend or even a weeknight without seeing one of those fancy bike bars, Big J. You understand? God, they were they are annoying. Well, guess what? You don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel bad for the people who came up with that idea. I blame the people that would ride them, not them. The city of Boise has decided to ban alcohol on bike bars, the pedal-powered attractions that are popular among downtown visitors and others. Yet pretty divisive among apparently Big J and business owners as well. City Council on Tuesday unanimously passed the ordinance, which also limits music volumes and prohibits bike bars from operating after 10.30 and during weekday rush hours downtown. Bike bars, powered by a group of peddlers under the direction of a driver, travel along city streets as the group makes stops at restaurants, bars, or other destinations, usually drinks along the way. And what I guess was annoying people was they usually were cheering and music was blaring and that kind of thing while the bike bars were happening. And it apparently uh, upset other people. It upset me because those people were having fun. I see. Understood. Uh, One bike bar operator expects the new rules to cut his revenue by up to 40% and possibly lead to staff cuts. I'll be honest, I don't know how it doesn't cut it 100%. Well, they're going to continue on. Right, but like, I mean, are you going to get a group of people that want to do that if they're not hammered, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess. Now, bike bars already did not sell alcohol. That was already a rule. And so uh, if you wanted to get on this stuff, you kind of had to bring your own, or that's why they were stopping at bars so, so that you so could grab So how are you going to stop a bunch of drunk of people getting on a bike bar? Uh, I guess the, 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 the catch, well, they're banned, so you, you, you can't. You know what I mean? You can't have alcohol on there. So there's that. Right, but you can show up drunk. Sure, sure. I suppose if you wanted to Uber home on the pedal bike, you could. But either way, 
Listen, if there's a way for the people of Boise to, to, to find a way to get drunk and do something, they're going to do it. I suppose. But uh, we'll see how this affects it, and it goes into effect immediately. So there's that. Now, keep in mind that bike bars have been shut down since the pandemic began. Uh, unlike brick-and-mortar bars and things like that that have been able to stay open in some cases, these these uh, these pedal bike bars have not been able to do so. So it's not like they've been in business and doing all sorts of stuff, but they're not going to be able to come back at least the way that they were. So if you were a fan of getting your whole family together and pedaling down downtown, I want to. I mean, listen. I I don't. Uh, you know. Uh, want, you know. Want to call anybody names for doing some of that stuff? But I would see it and I would go. That does not seem like fun. To me. Yeah. I mean, but then I just like I'm an old guy. You know, if I were young and maybe party it up. But I've always said the one thing that I don't want in my drinking was exercise, and so it's a <laughs> yeah. weird mix. It's something we have in common. It's like maybe that's our vitriol for that. It's like we're don't. Well, I don't want to ride around and. All day, if I'm going to drink and just hang out and get drunk, I, I don't want to have to work for it. Right, right. So uh, we'll see what happens. Either way, uh, obviously, the bike bar owners are not happy, but the business owners downtown are, and uh, a lot of the people that thought they were annoying are also happy. Big J, are you geeked? The NHL season gets underway today, baby. Yeah, just, drop the puck. Uh, I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me who won the championship last year. The Lightning. That's right. You, I owe you a dollar. Yeah. They won you know the, me a lot more here pretty soon. What the hell does that mean? Uh, they won the Stanley Cup after a season that was suspended by months because of the coronavirus. With the pandemic still raging, the league announced on the eve of the season that 27 players had tested positive, 17 of them on the Dallas Stars, so Mayday. Each team is scheduled to play a reduced 56 all-divisional games during the regular season this year, and the NHL has realigned its teams to have an all-Canadian division to avoid border-crossing problems during the pandemic, too. So they are getting creative with the 2021 NHL season, but it is happening tonight, like it or not. Friendly reminder that uh, every once in a while, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, and it can't always be a good thing. Uh, a band you probably haven't heard of called Suspect 208 has fired their lead singer. Now, that lead singer just happens to be Scott Weiland's son, Noah. According to social media posts by the band, which includes, it's one of those, you know, son bands. Like, it's got members of the kids of Guns N' Roses, yeah. and then Robert Trujillo's kid yeah. is in the band as well. Uh, Noah apparently was let go because he is uh, on drugs. The post stated in part, quote, the decision was made by the band because it was the last thing we could do to keep going. Noah was not writing lyrics or lifting his weight in the band for two months when we let him go. He was heading down a dark path of drug use that got in the way of our friendship as well as the band. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, of course, and Velvet Revolver frontman Scott Weiland got kicked out of both those bands over his career because of drug use, and he passed away because of a drug overdose. It's a bad, bad sign In 2015, right. You don't want to follow that path, but listen, man, sometimes it's easier said than done. Hopefully, this is the wake-up call Noah needs to get help so he doesn't end up like his dad, uh, but you never know. So uh, that's a sad story coming out of the world of rock. You never like to hear that kind of stuff. But hopefully Noah gets his bleep together and he can move on and continue doing what he loves to do, which is sing clearly like his I'd love to know uh, the origin of the 208 part because I talked about this Saturday night on uh, on the old Big J show. (laughs) It's like, no, they're not from Idaho. No. But you would think that they would be with that name. Because of area codes, right? Yeah, area codes are very important in in terminology. But it is called Suspect 208, so maybe they're like not really weary or they're a little weary of the state of Idaho, which is why they call themselves that. And they want to avoid it at all costs. Oh, damn. Does that make them our enemy? Yeah. All right. Now we know. Well, no, because 
Robert Trujillo's son is in the band. Morning after and Slasher's kid. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. It's your send nude song of the day, Blood Water Grandson, here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It was just a scotch over 24 hours ago. Big J sat exactly where he is sitting and selected a Pauly Shore and Steve-O movie to watch for a little thing we call Streaming Dumbass. The the movie was called Guest House. It's available on Netflix, and now we get to find out if it was any good at all. Big J? Let's not call it a Steve-O movie. He's barely in this for, like, a blink of an eye. So, uh, But you have a lot of other great, uh, you know, talent in this. Uh, Billy Zane. (laughs) Bobby Lee. uh, You mentioned Steve-O. You got Lou Ferrigno Jr., Who's by the way, the, who's the, does he look like Frigno's his dad? Son? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, and uh, then you've got uh, the star. Well, I guess not the star, but one of the main characters here named Mike Castle. Not sure if you're familiar with him. It's Lauren Lapkus's husband. Okay, so that's what he's famous for, really. Let's get down to it. And there's a reason for that. Uh, so uh, this movie, uh, of course, also Polly Shore and, and Guest House. Here's what I best describe it: It's a comedy, and it's a complete and utter uh, attempt to rip off Neighbors, uh, starring Seth Rogen and Rose. Burton, okay. For the most part, uh, what you've got here is a couple who uh, just bought their first home. Very excited. Uh, when they buy this home, there is a guest house on this uh, grounds, and that is uh, resided by one Polly Shore, and he does not want to leave Nick, and he, uh, you know, he's very welcoming, and and you know, it's like tries to make friends uh, with a couple, uh, but uh, he decides he's going to stay, and and they make the terrible decision of well, well let's see how this goes. So Paulie Shore is the the house guest. He's leaning right into the typecasting, huh? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, definitely. Okay. And uh, and then of course you've got he's he's into drugs and partying. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of well, the, who is it? the right uh, what you have here, and 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 Mike and in uh, uh, or or Blake in this case in his his uh, wife they're they're not so much into that they're they're kind of grown up now and trying to move on and they want to have a family and that sort of stuff and uh, that's where you have a situation come where uh he accidentally uh, ends up doing some drugs with Polly shore for the most part uh and there's a wild party and the cops busted and it's just you know there's a lot of nudity and uh Graphic sexual content, Nick, if you can imagine that. You have enjoyed that in the past. Yeah, yeah, so A-plus on this movie (laughs) for that. But uh, that's pretty much what you have here is then uh, it becomes a battle because uh, dude gets arrested and it's Polly Shore's fault. And then they start a war of who can, you know, get who to leave first. And uh, there's a bunch of antics and all that kind of sort of stuff. And, it's you know, it's okay. Um, You'd be better served to go watch Neighbors. Much funnier. So it's not as funny as you had hoped it would be? No, no, no. But it's certainly better than watching uh, something depressing and, bu- and a bummer. I'll put it that way. But, but not it, approved. It is not approved. No, no. Okay. I mean, it's it's pretty terrible. All right. The nudity couldn't even save it, huh? No. All right. Now you know. Uh, the, Billy Zane couldn't save it. Does Billy Zane play Billy Zane? N- no, but he might as well. It's too bad. You're saying Billy Zane doesn't have a lot of range? Yeah, he doesn't have any range. I'm not gonna. He's argue. got a bald head. That's about it. He's the shadow. Uh, and no, so the phantom. No, that's right. The shadow's Alec Baldwin. So you have an option to watch it if you like it or not. Uh, that's up to you. Big J says it's not worth your time. The movie is called uh, Guest House, and it is on Netflix. It is a brand new movie, but Big J says uh, even though there's nudity, it's not worth your time. Duh. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, if the pandemic has proved anything, it's that we love to get hammered. 
Yeah. God, just get us hammered, please. Hammer time. And if you're reaching for a drink, according to a new study, you're way better off reaching for some wine than for beer or hard alcohol, according to a new study. This is according to Glasgow University. They found that people who consume mostly hard alcohol had a 25% increased risk of death. Look out. Oh, boy. And a 31% higher chance of having a major cardiovascular event. And a 48% chance higher of for developing some sort of cirrhosis compared to those who mostly drank wine. For those who mostly drank beer or cider, they had similar risk levels of those who drank mostly spirits. Other finds? Uh, drinking with food equated to a 10% lower risk of death, while drinking over four days as opposed to drinking the same amount of booze in just one day lowered the risk of death by 9%. So spread out that alcohol. Study leaders note that the findings are important as they could help health professionals give patients tailored advice when it comes to their particular alcohol consumption. So think about it as you go forward. Maybe reaching for the wine. You used to do the wine stuff for a while, Big J. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, it just didn't take. You didn't enjoy it or you found something that you enjoyed more? Uh, just, I, I don't really consume a bunch of alcohol. No, no, so. it's true. But when you did, it, there was a time where you were a wine guy. You Then that stopped. Yeah. Now what do you reach for most often? Water. No, when you're drinking alcohol. Oh, um, some whiskey. Well, good luck, buddy. Thanks. As games continue to be postponed in the NBA because of issues related to the coronavirus, either positive tests or contract tracing reduced the number of players available below the team minimums. The NBA and the Players Association added more rules yesterday to try to keep the season on track. For at least the next two weeks, players and team staff will have to stay at their homes when they're in their home markets and they're banned from leaving their houses when they're on the road. With the exceptions for practices and games, pregame meetings and locker rooms can no longer be more than 10 minutes. Players have been told to limit on-court interactions with other players to elbow or fist bumps. Last night's game between Boston and Chicago was postponed, and then the scheduled games between Utah and Washington today and Orlando and Boston have also been called off because of these situations. And so we now have maybe the first possible contact tracing between teams which is why the nba is limiting the amount of interaction that you have between the teams on court they're not coming out and saying it but it is weird that they are limiting the amount of contact you can have with other players and other teams unless they've seen evidence of it jumping from team to team does that make sense yeah so that's the big kind of thing to come out of it people are upset that they're being told not to leave their house but again uh this is a sport that had a bubble for four months just a couple months ago but it's not working out. I'm torn, Big J. I'm very, very torn. I've said on several different occasions, I don't think I have any interest in Apple TV just because there are some streaming channels that are going to have to not get my money at some point. You understand? Yeah, you can't You can't get them all. But there's a couple of things happening on Apple TV that I'm excited for. The first was, I don't know if you saw the trailer that dropped yesterday for the, uh, the movie called Cherry. Uh, that stars uh, Peter Parker. You know, may know him from Spider-Man, and it's also directed by and written by the Russo brothers, who, of course, it's their first movie since uh, Endgame. And so uh, they've teamed up again with uh, with Spider-Man to do something that's very un-Spider-Man-like. It's, uh, it's a story of a gentleman that is not exactly all there mentally, and apparently it's based on a very popular book that I've never heard of. 
Uh, but that has got me excited. And then Andy Sandberg and his Palm Springs writer, Andy Sierra, have teamed up with Noah Hawley and Ben Stiller for a comedy drama that will land at Apple Studios. It uh, was a buzzy project that they've written a couple scripts for that was bidded highly on between Hulu and, and Netflix and Apple. And Apple won the bidding situation. The film follows the story of a man stuck uh, in a whole bunch of cool different things. It's got a sci-fi angle, this stuff. And so it should be pretty interesting. And, of course, uh, I've tweeted this out, but Palm Springs is my favorite movie of last year. So I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, that, we've got a little bit of time before this particular project is off the ground, but Apple... TV seems to have some pretty cool things on it, and you've liked some stuff on it, right? Yeah, but I—it's been a while since uh, since I've uh, went to uh, to watch anything on it, so I need to brush up on that. So, is Apple TV Big J approved or not? Well, yeah, sure. All right, just make sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We're going to hell. X rocks. The Argentinian capital of Buenos Aires is where we're going for today's "We're Going to Hell" story, Big J. And one thing that may be lost on uh, some people in the middle of a pandemic is, you know, the United States isn't the only country dealing with coronavirus. It has been a worldwide thing. And uh, some countries have done a little bit more uh, from a lockdown standpoint about it than the United States. One of those countries is Argentina. In fact, they have a full on lockdown and have for the last several weeks. But one thing people don't want anything getting in the way of, Big J, is them getting it on. You understand? Yeah, it's a basic human need. And so, uh, as was planned for uh, six months prior, a gentleman decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go forward with my 20-couple sex party here at my farm in Sierra de los Padres. And, uh, and unfortunately, what happens is when you invite 20 couples to come have sex at your farm, there's always going to be that 21st couple that's not happy they didn't get the invite. You understand? Yeah. yeah they're like, what the hell? We were just at the last one. Yeah. I'm in the swinging community. Why can't I come? Hello? And so uh, the other people were all having a good time. And the one couple left on the outside looking in made a phone call to police. They turned rat. And so, police decided to show up to this sex party. It was raided after they received reports that the event was breaching lockdown conditions. And so, the uh, group of married couples had paid the organizer for what they were told was a sexual tour that included uh, accommodation for four days, meals, and, quote, several nights of fun, according to reports. Man, that seems like a lot of work. It's a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, hopefully it's not a lot of finger food. Even more unfortunately for the couples that had paid... Making this really difficult, Nick. ...for a long weekend of adult entertainment, the coppers interrupted the proceedings around 10 o'clock in the evening and decided that it was time to shut it down. until after it had started. They're probably doing some surveillance. Sickos. Uh, But that's when things didn't go as planned because it wasn't like, you know, a a crazy ass, you know, 250 Pearson party. They didn't need a whole crew of police officers to come in and shut it down. They just sent in two. You understand? Oh, but there's an old adage and an old, I guess, kind of stereotype that you put into if you're having some sort of sex party and somebody shows up as a dancer. What are they sometimes dressed as? 
Uh, police? Yeah. And so when these two police officers showed up to the party, guess what happened? Everybody was like, yeah, all right. It must have been attractive looking at least. Now we're Fit getting somewhat. Kinky. Right. Uh, according to the attending officer quote, when they first saw us, they thought we were part of the show. They assumed we were strippers. And as a matter of fact, one of the women who was at the event reportedly stopped one of the officers as he entered the building and said that he had, quote, lovely eyes and made her feel hot. Big J, look out. Uh, and that is when he and uh, the other officer asked the rest of the guests for identification. And each and every one of the attendees, Big J, cited under Section 205 of the Argentine Criminal Code, which covers breaches of the epidemic containment guidelines. They're all facing fines of at least $100. The organizer, Big J, expected to have to pay a significant fine because he's the one who put together this event in the middle of uh, an epidemic, and so they are not happy with him either. So a reminder that not every time a police officer shows up to their party uh, are they looking to take off their clothes. I would say it's the opposite. Like, that almost would never happen. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I would think you'd have to assume if a police officer shows up that they're on the up and up until they start removing their clothes. Yeah, yeah. Then you can jump to conclusions. Until then, I feel like you're just... You have the opportunity to make real ass out of yourself. Meanwhile, you know, invite the people sometimes you don't want to invite because they're going to cause trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or either that or make sure your top secret swingers party is actually top secret. And, yeah, somebody doesn't feel scorned. Next thing you know, you get ratted out. Although, that being said, they probably figured out pretty quick who ratted him out. You understand? Like, oh, you know <laughs> yeah. what? We didn't invite Tony. Now, all of a sudden, he's a jerk. And then also, you got to think, you know, never going to get invited again. Yeah, you're now officially out of the swingers community, probably in Argentina, yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> Soundgarden and Spoonman here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J times, they are a changing. For the longest time, uh, everybody that I will say had any kind of uh, hmm, dipping their toe in the water of counterculture at some point had a fantasization of maybe I should make a trip to Amsterdam. You understand? Yeah. Let's make that happen. And now uh, it's interesting how things change because the mayor of Amsterdam has submitted a proposal to ban all non-residents of the city from being able to purchase any kind of cannabis products at the city's 166 marijuana-tolerant coffee houses, also known as coffee shops, starting in the year 2022. The initiative, she says, is designed to deter foreign visitors from viewing Amsterdam as a destination for soft drug tourism. Amsterdam, she says, is an international city and we want to attract tourists for its richness, its beauty and its cultural institutions, not its drug culture. According to Mayor Famke Helsama, she wrote in a recent letter to the Amsterdam City Council. Under the new measure, only residents of the Netherlands would be allowed to purchase small amounts of marijuana with the city's coffee shops. Such regulations are already in place in other major Dutch cities since the year 2013, though Amsterdam was granted an exemption at the time, according to the Dutch news outlet NRC, and now they're looking to undo that. Now, I'll probably say this. I'm guessing that the softness and stance of marijuana in the last couple years has made Amsterdam probably less of a destination city for that particular purpose and that purpose only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For like, sure. I mean, I remember growing up, the people who wanted to go to Amsterdam was like, oh, yeah, you can just go to a coffee house and just buy weed there. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And now in a lot of cities in the United States, you can just go to a dispensary and buy weed there. And that's how it works. 
And so uh, maybe the interest there is lacking. And so I, I guess the only way to go for Amsterdam is maybe the complete opposite way and, and make it a little bit more stringent. And maybe that's the the story that it tells now. But it is interesting that they're deciding to do this. I don't know why they would. I'm not sure what the marijuana laws are over in Europe. I, I'm not too up on whether it's cool in a lot of places or not cool in a lot of places. And therefore, they still get a lot of tourists from, you know, their own continent in the the world of Amsterdam. But I do know that they're tired of us coming over there. And apparently, I just don't know if the need is for us to go all the way over there anymore just for that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, is Amsterdam still that ultimate, you know, destination city for the stoner in us? I'm not sure. I can't imagine why. Right. It would be, be it's, you know, unless you want to just travel and enjoy a historic place. Yeah, that I for get. For regular tourism and maybe some uh, great prostitution. Is that also a thing? Yeah, the Red Light District. It's very famous oh, for that. that. I mean, true. there's... Yeah, you know, no, those sort of things, but I don't plan on doing that. So. No, no word from the mayor about that. She was just uh, worried about the marijuana coffee houses, apparently. Uh, that being said, if you're going to go traveling and you want to check out history, I'm not sure Amsterdam would be high on the list. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of cool places over there in Europe that you could go check out with a little bit more history than, than Amsterdam. So I don't know if this is the smart move for Amsterdam, but I also don't know if they're bringing in what they used to bring in because of everybody's stance on marijuana has changed pretty dramatically in the last decade or so. But either way, uh, don't if you're going to want to do that dream trip to Amsterdam to fulfill those stoner wishes of yours, you're probably going to want to make sure you do it before the year 2022. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, Big J divorce. It's no fun. And here's hoping you never had to figure that out, my friend. But uh, something you may not know is that if you get divorced in the state of Idaho and you have children, uh, you are required to take uh, basically a class that is supposed to be uh, enlightening about what it's like for, you know, children in a world of a divorce kind of a situation. Basically, it's a class that tells you uh, you are screwing up your children. There is little to no doubt that you are uh, doing some sort of thing that's going to uh, make some sort of lasting effect on your kid, and you have to figure out how, uh, what's the least amount of impact that I can have negatively on my child's well-being. And now there's even no more fun information that's coming out about divorce, especially when it comes to uh, relationships that aren't great between the mom and dad. For instance, if you're still arguing with your ex in front of your kids after your divorce, oh, that's man. that's bad news. Right. Arizona so State. It would seem pretty obvious. Yeah, you, but also, you know, if you're not getting along, then that is usually something that is a running theme. Sure. Arizona State University researchers surveyed kids of divorce and found that children who witnessed their divorced parents fighting, they're way, way, way more on the mentally uh, issued, like, vulnerable scale than kids that don't, especially if they had a close, close relationship with their parents. The study authors say that conflict between divorced or separated parents uh, predicted children experiencing fear that they would be abandoned by one or both of their parents, obviously depending on the age of the child, but that's not something as a parent you want your kids to feel. This feeling was associated with future mental health problems as well, especially for those who had strong relationships with their parents. The effect seems to be long-lasting as well, as researchers say parents who divorced may want to think twice before battling it out in front of their kids, and hopefully... 
that goes without saying. And granted, sometimes it's easier said than done. And it all depends on your situation. But if you could avoid arguing in front of your children pretty much any time you can, it's a good idea. may not be great for the relationship to put off those arguments, but it also probably your child's mental well-being should be a pretty big priority in things. So keep that in mind. While you got divorced for a reason and things aren't great for a reason, probably arguing in front of your kids may not be the smartest thing to do. Well, Big J, the chairman of Augusta National said yesterday that they plan to allow a very limited number of spectators for the Masters, which will be played April 8th through the 11th, as long as it can be done safely amid the pandemic. Masters, of course, was postponed last year and eventually got played, yeah, just a couple months ago without any spectators, the first time the golf major had been played in the fall since it began in 1934, but they plan on running at regular time this year if all goes well and maybe just maybe having some fans involved in it. We'll see. Hmm. Well, it's been a while. We saw the trailer for Morbius from Jared Leto about a year ago, and it was supposed to come out, of course, in 2020. That didn't happen. It got pushed back to March 18th, and now Big J is getting pushed back again. Uh, Morbius is not going to come out until October 8th, and, of course, they're all saying that this is flexible as well. Of course, the change comes amid ongoing uncertainty related to the COVID shutdowns. But Morbius also has, Big J, I guess the title of the most delayed movie uh, since the pandemic began. Six different release dates Morbius has had since uh, this whole thing began. Just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and it's pushed again. So the record is now six. We'll see if it gets beaten or topped by another movie. Hopefully not, to be perfectly honest. Well, hearing, hearing rumors about uh, No Time to Die again. It getting postponed again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that would be, what, four for that? Uh, at or least. five? At yeah. least. It's crazy. I cannot remember if I was excited to see Morbius or not. I know. I, I wasn't. I didn't care. I know I don't know a whole hell of a lot about the character. I know it's in, in the Spider-Man universe, which is a good thing, I suppose. Uh, but you like Jared Leto, don't you? Yeah. You have no feeling towards him as an actor one way or the other. Then how come you didn't care? I mean, it's Marvel, it's Jared Leto, and it's Spider-Man. These are things that you like. How come you didn't care about it? I don't know. It just didn't, you know, I saw the trailer. Not in the vampire stuff? Right. Just didn't, you know, bring about excitement in myself. But what about Blade? Are you excited for that? Hopefully. <laughs> wait till I see something from it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pure Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and up here for grabs for Pop Culture Smackdown, a $25 gift card to Jackson's Food Stores where you can uh, buy pretty much anything uh, but uh, but lottery tickets, I think, uh, with this gift card. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're on your own for buying an idle lottery ticket, but guess what? Uh, you can buy some food, you can buy some gas, you can buy something to drink, and you just got to beat me here in Pop Culture Smackdown. You can do it. I know you can. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. We mail out this gift card to you. You don't even have to come by and pick it up. It literally is the easiest thing you can do if you want to play. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? We're good, man. What's your name? Uh, Chris. Chris, you're up first. Chris, if you want a side of Cheddar Bay Biscuits with your ultimate feast, you should dine at what seafood restaurant chain? Uh, that would be Red Lobster. Right. That is correct. Maybe you heard Big J audibly. 
sigh at the mention of Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Big J, the Just Born Candy Company is famous for making what marshmallow treats sold during Easter? Uh, let's go with Pete's. Right. That is correct. Awful, Chris, by the way. back to you. Agree. In what 1987 film does Patrick Swayze say the line, nobody puts baby in a corner? Dirty dance. Right. Correct. Big J, what seasonal character's head appears on the best-selling Pez dispenser of all time? The lots Easter Bunny? Of, lots of Pez dispensers out there. It's a good guess. Wrong. But incorrect. Oh, man. The Mandalorian? Wrong. <laughs> no, no. I don't think the Mandalorian is seasonal. It's all seasons for Mandalorian. I got a Mandalorian Pez dispenser over at my desk. Congratulations. Have you used it? No. I like Pez. Uh, Chris, you have officially become victorious. Wait. You've got that Jackson's $25 gift card. Do you know the answer, perchance? I'm just going to say Santa Claus. Right. That would be correct. That's Santa Claus dumb. is the best-selling oh. Pez dispenser it's, of all time. That makes no sense. What do you mean it makes no sense? Well, Easter is Candyland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, no. Halloween is Candyland. It should be like, oh, you know. But like there's no the jack o Right. But no, it was, it was Santa Claus. Apparently, Pez is a big thing for Christmas time. So there's that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines. It's happening next on the X-Rocks. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Allow me to give you a website. That would be GoTeamMazda.com. It's a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure, whether you want to check out updated inventory, fresh start credit button is there, even a payment calculator so you have an idea of what you're getting into before you even step foot on the dealership. Check it out online today. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Dream gig. It goes way back... And hey, gross. Uh, dream gig. This might be your dream gig, my friend. Ooh. Bonus Finder. It's a website dedicated to reviewing and offering deals for legal and gambling sites. Is looking for what they're calling a professional binge watcher. Job requires a person to watch and review three series on Netflix while eating pizza takeout from various locations. And they will pay you $500 for each series that you watch. The candidate will have to review each series based on story and plot lines. Netflix and chill suitability, acting quality, cheesiness, satisfaction of episode, and series endings. And they will also have to rate the pizza on several different factors as well. Wow. If you want the gig, apply at Bonus Finder's website and see what ends up happening. But maybe, just maybe, you think you'd ever get tired of pizza if it was your job to review it? Yeah, sure. You think? Absolutely. Because you can mix up the toppings and stuff, right? Yeah, but that doesn't, you know, I mean, sauce matters. Of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, just there's a lot, there's a lot of bad things can go wrong in pizza. Oh, sure. I'm sure you'll find good and bad. I just wonder if you get to the point where, like, if you do this for a month, you go, I just, I just don't want pizza for the rest of the year. I'm good. Thank you very much. It goes way back or, hey, gross. It goes way back. Some cities just have sewers under their streets, but not St. Louis. A cave was recently discovered under an area in the city of Missouri that was once a major brewing center. The cave was discovered in the Benton Park neighborhood by workers for McCoe's and English Cave Recovery. wonder how that business does. <laughs> right now, the cave is the only accessible via cameras inserted through two small holes on the surface. 
But researchers say the cave date backs to the 1800s, and they believe that it was used to store ale there. It's thought the space was also likely used as a mushroom farm, a wine grotto, and even a community gathering spot. So it may be, Big J, the world's oldest man cave, where people would just go down there, get drunk, and hang out. It is believed to have been closed off for over 100 years. It's said to be about 30 feet wide by a ceiling of 7 feet by 15 feet tall. So there's that. Not much going on there, and of course, man cave stuff, but a couple of seats and plenty of ale and wine, Big J, which is what every man cave needs, I guess, back in the 1800s then. I would imagine so. With no, like, plush sofas or, you know, huge big screen TVs and video games, man caves had to be pretty probably boring back in the day, right? Yeah, you probably adorned with armor and swords. It's not medieval times, Big J, it's 1800s. Close enough. Maybe playing some cards would be the extent of it. Yeah, one of those, one of those paintings with dogs on it. Yeah, I think you, I think you get your dates off again. We'll wrap it up with Hey Gross. You're free to wear your birthday suit in your own home, Big J, but not in your car. And police in Lincoln, Nebraska, had to arrest a 34-year-old Texas man on Monday because they found him buck naked in his gray Toyota Camry near Seventh and Superior Streets. The police say they had taken reports for, of about seven sightings of a naked man driving around in a great Toyota in the last week. And it had Texas plates on it. So this guy was, was, I guess, consciously getting naked and then driving around in his car. So far, the man is only accused of one account of indecent exposure, which is a misdemeanor. But also, I guess I'd like to know the motivation, right? Right. What's making you want to get fully nude and drive around in your car? And I guess also who's, unless he's, well, maybe I guess if you're in a truck, you could probably see into the Toyota Camry below, right? And then you go, hey, that guy's, that guy's fully new. What's going on over here now? But either way, wear clothes, please, everybody. Do us a favor. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And now Big J with a story I can truly understand and get behind. Yeah, what we all want is to get some sleep because we're, nice. we're too tired to do stuff. According to a new survey here of adults in, during the pandemic that uh, found that they feel tired at least four times a day and spend a total of three hours per day feeling low energy. So 41% said their fatigue is a result of not being able to sleep at night, while 31% blame it on stress. 27% said it's cold and dark winter days that make them tired. What uh, if it's all the above? Yeah, put that all together and we're living in hell here. <laughs> here are the top things people are too tired to do. Nick. Okay, I'm uh, ready. We'll, we'll go with number 10. And this is bad. This is bad news. Take a shower. Yeah, you should never be too tired yeah, for that. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, go food shopping. Okay, I been get there, that. Been there, been uh, there. Thank, yeah. Instacart would be great sometimes. <laughs> uh, number eight, wash their hair. I feel like that's part of number ten. I agree. I, well, I mean, I know that there are certain people that do it separately. Uh, like you know, they wash their hair as opposed to taking a shower. But I don't understand how you can how they're mutually exclusive. Number seven is alarming because it's number seven and not higher on this list. Too tired to have sex. Oh, that's sad. Um. Number six is cooked dinner. Oh, boy, man. I've been there. I'm sure. That's why uh, the takeout and the uh, the curbside delivery stuff is so popular. Yeah, yeah, except when you live in Middleton. It's not as great. Uh, number five, go for a walk. 
I'm always too tired so, for that. Yeah, that's that. I would say that's uh, you know in there. Uh, again, this is part of one that's coming up here in a few. But uh, number four, put away laundry. Okay. So I get that. Household number, chores. Number three, just doing laundry. Okay. Uh, number two, and this makes total sense to me, exercise. Okay. Always too tired to exercise. That's a lot with do you have? Do you have a guess for the number one thing people are too tired to do um, during the pandemic? I'm going to say, like, vacuum. Yeah, I mean, pretty much essentially, yes, clean their home. Clean the house, okay. So uh, that's that's the, uh, the the list right there. I get it. I mean, the laundry thing is weird to me only because, like, it's not like it's the olden days where we're out there with, like, a washing board and, like, in the river doing laundry. Right. You throw the something in the machine the and Spanish press flu are like, you guys are pansies. <laughs> you just press the on button, man. It does all the work for you. You got a machine to do your laundry <laughs> and you're too tired? I mean, that I don't think I could ever actually qualify myself for, but uh, the rest of the stuff... Probably Wait, guilty. Here's another one. You, you don't have to go to the telegraph office to make a call? <laughs> right. It's in the palm of your hand? What? <laughs> so I guess if we put things in perspective, maybe we're not that tired. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're wide awake enough to do some bad impressions. Those are next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got a $25 gift card to Jackson's Food Stores here. You can use for beverages, food, gasoline. Oh, it's fun. I can tell you right now, uh, at any of the Jackson's food stores here in the Treasure Valley, very, very uh, many of them, actually. Uh, so uh, you just need to figure out bad impressions. You can do it. We'll mail it out to you, and you won't even have to come by and pick it up. It's beautiful. Contact-free, if you will. 208-287-1003. Our phone number, Big J, has prepared three clues. Now, each one of those clues revolves around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, you don't necessarily always need all three. You've got some Jackson's food card coming your way for 25 bucks. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Shane. All right, Shane. You're up first. I spent the first part of my quarantine with my ex-wife and kids in Sun Valley. Uh, next one. One could argue the last really good movie I starred in was Red 2 in 2013. Ooh, one more. I did a commercial for Die Hard Batteries. Because I starred as John McClane in the movie Die Hard. Is that Mr. Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis is right. Well done, Shane. Hang on one second, man. We'll get all of the information that we need from you. Make sure you're all good to go with that gift card from Jackson's Food Store. Support some cool local businesses. Why is Bruce Willis in the news? Well, he raised the ire of a lot of people, Nick. Uh, the other day, he was uh, hanging out at a Rite Aid in Los Angeles and uh, wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, and uh, several customers in there con- uh, complained about it. More importantly, not just because he, w- he wasn't wearing a mask, but he had you know, a scarf bandana around his neck yeah it was really weird and and so uh you know he's come out and apologized and said it was uh you know poor judgment on his part and uh you know there wasn't any i haven't seen any video or anything like that of him getting to arguments or anything like that with people but he did get kicked out of the farms yeah yeah they did ask him to leave uh so uh that's unfortunate um and then i as i was looking through the story and seeing you know um some of the uh, oh, the the rags, I guess, if you will. Some some people are concerned uh, for Bruce Willis that he might have early onset dementia. What's in, what's happening? Is uh, it because he voluntarily left his wife and ch- small children to go quarantine with his ex-wife in well, another state? Well, some people think that that they might be on the rocks because of that situation. I don't know. I don't know their interpersonal workings or whatnot, but. Uh, 
Uh, there is that, uh, according to OK Magazine, anyways, Dimension Fears. But uh, more importantly, uh, he is uh, in the talks to do another Die Hard, the last one. One more time around the sun, huh? Yep. You in? Of course you're in, right? Yeah. You go see those till the end of time, wouldn't you? You betcha. Doesn't matter how many he makes. And well, defend him for some reason. As long as they reference the movies in the movie. And they say, they say his catchphrase, you're okay with it? Because they yeah, took what, it out in the last one, didn't they? yippee ki Mother Bleeper? I mean, I don't think it's been in every... It has. It has been in every single one. That was the thing, and that was the big deal when the one that was PG-13, he didn't get to say it. Because the explosion interrupted him, but they wanted to make it safe for the kids. God forbid you say the F word. Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> we wrap up the Morning After here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Bring Me the Horizon, that is Teardrops, and that is exactly how we are going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Wednesday, the 13th day of January. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Big J did not recommend the movie Guest House to you, which is streaming now on Netflix, said it was not worth your time, despite you said ample amounts of nudity. Yeah. It's not worth it, huh? Yeah. So be it. Uh, so avoid that porn. at all costs. Uh, we also had a chance to give away a couple of Jackson's food cards. We're going to have another chance to do that tomorrow on this very show. So you may want to make it through there uh, and see if you can't win your own. And we'll mail it out to you that way like we're going to do with the two that we gave away today. And we also had a chance to talk a little bit about sex parties, Big J, in Argentina. And not ninja sex party. Nope. Unfortunately not. Just a swingers party. But it didn't work out for anybody at the end of the day. Not even the cops that went to go bust it. People thought they were strippers. Tomorrow on the show, Big J has a nerd alert for you. You're going to want to be around for that as well. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Check out their website, goteammazda.com. It's got everything you need for your next new or used car adventure. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be a dream come true for you, Nick. Uh, your buddy Aaron Rodgers is going to be guest host- hosting an upcoming Jeopardy episode. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't know how that happens, but I am happy that, that he's doing it, I guess. Uh, he he appeared on a uh, celebrity episode. Right, and one, I know yes. that. Yes, uh, how, how he put the got, got in there, who knows, but either way, it's going to be a good thing for you, right? Well, I mean, I'll watch it because I watch every Jeopardy episode. Right. It doesn't matter when it is, so that that's a good thing. I, I just kind of thought that it was... Ken Jennings' gig is like a temporary thing, TFN. I didn't know they were going to do a bunch of different things or if this is just a special one-off. It'd be great if it was Sports Jeopardy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now now that would be something now I would you could win. really get into. Yeah, if it was Sports or Rock and Roll Jeopardy, forget about it. Regular Jeopardy, I, I get a couple of nuggets every once in a while, but I mostly feel dumb watching it. But it still is fun and very fulfilling when you know a Final Jeopardy question. That's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew is up next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow at CX Rocks.